Hello all and welcome back to another episode of the Strategic Whimsy Experiment. My name is Jennifer Hahn. And I'm Sarah Callen. And the Strategic Whimsy Experiment is a weekly gathering place filled with conversations about the films that shape our lives. Today we are doing a very different type of episode as you have probably seen by the title. It is Swee's birthday, our third birthday. Yay, we did it. Sweet three years. Three. <laughs> yeah, three years, man. Does it feel like it's been three years? Let's let's think back, reflect, little moment. <laughs> Thoughts on it being three years? It it feels like it's been longer than that, but also that it went by in a blink of an eye. You know, yes. I remember when we were first talking about it, like one of I know my biggest concerns was, man, are we going to be able to keep this going? Like we didn't mm-hmm. want to start a thing and do it for like three weeks and then never do it again. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just amazed that we made it to three years and it went by so quickly. But I'm also thinking through all of the ways that our lives have changed over the mm-hmm. last three years. And I feel like a lot has happened in three years. <laughs> so it's it's this juxtaposition of it went by really, really quick, but also it feels like way longer than three years. Yes. I I can't remember a pre-sweet time that feels like ages ago, uh, but I also remember us talking about doing this potentially. You know, there's a period of time uh, right after we had become friends and it be, became close and we would just text each other these long long voice memos. Like I'm talking 15 minute long voice memos. (laughs) And just pick apart movies, movies that we watched together, movies that we didn't watch together. We'd pick them all apart. And you're right. When we first started this, it was like, how do we, how do we want to make sure this is consistent? Um, And also, you know, like it's in the name. We wanted this to be super fun and just a, a, a creative outlet um, and a place to just keep our passion for movies alive. And yeah, so much has happened in three years, man. I've moved cities. Uh, we've moved jobs. We've lived through a pandemic. You know, right? just casual things. <laughs> well, and I even think like during the pandemic and especially like as we're entering into the unknown of what is going to happen in the rest of yeah. 2021 <laughs> – just having this regular time together to discuss movies mm-hmm. has been so joyful, you know, yeah. in the midst of the swirling madness of mm-hmm. pandemic life. Like this has in some ways almost been like an anchor an point. Anchor. Like it's helped me know like, oh, this is the day of the week that it is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like even things as simple as that. But yeah. it's always been something to just like look forward to. and. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that we said was, we'll do this for as long as it's fun. And then once it stops being fun, then we're done. And it's kind of cool that after three years, like, yeah, this is still great. This is still fun. (laughs) We're still having fun. Yeah. Yeah. It really has been kind of woven into the natural rhythm and pace of my life now. Um, And I'm sure for yours too. It's just every week it's that milestone. And the other thing that I think is also kind of interesting, especially thinking back to the past year of the pandemic too, is 
when we talk about the next, the upcoming, say the next month of movies that we're going to get to watch and review together and talk about, it's created these things to look forward to, um, which I think helped keep the, the joy alive in what was kind of a nutty year is there's still excitement and things to look forward to and stuff we were excited about. And, um, it was fun to share in that together too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In, in so much, I don't know, in such a traumatic year, like it was Indeed. really nice to have that, that hope of, mm-hmm. oh, we're going to do this, this fun thing together. Or, you know, even if it was a crappy movie that we watched, like the excitement of, <laughs> oh, we get to pick apart a movie together. You know? We got to roast it exactly. till it's toasty and crispy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Um, what was also fun was, uh, we do this every year on sweet birthday, uh, which is to choose our favorite moment from an episode in the past year and our favorite episode all around from the past year. And I don't know about you, but it was fun to scroll through and look back on some of the movies that we watched there were some movies that I like totally forgot that we we talked about and we reviewed. There's some that I thought was many years ago that apparently was just six months ago. And so it was fun to also like think back to the year as a unit of time in in the f- unit of movies that we've gotten to watch and talk about and pick apart together. Um, so it was fun to kind of scroll back and kind of relive some of the parts of the year or you know, Sunday afternoons for the past year. Yeah. And we reviewed so many good movies this year. Like there were some, there were some roasts. We reviewed some really (laughs) bad movies too, but Mm -hmm. on the whole, like there was a treasure trove of good movies and really good conversations about those movies too. So it was almost like, um, we had too many good options for me to choose yeah. from. Like I kept like scrolling through and I was like, oh, that was a good episode. Oh my gosh, this was a great episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had so much fun here. Like it was really yeah. hard to choose just one that I enjoyed the most, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In a weird way, it's almost like when you go back and look through photos from a year ago, you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, that happened. It. This is the equivalent of our photos, our little snapshots in time. Mm-hmm. about some great and not so great movies. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. It's also funny just to see which episodes and which movies really stick in my mind and which were a little bit um, harder to remember. But the minute I scrolled through, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember we we talked about that movie and we watched that movie. Um, so that was also kind of fascinating to see what was sticky and um, – what came to mind when being prompted for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A year is, I mean, that's a lot of movies. That's yes. over 50 films that we're, yep. we're looking through to determine which one is our favorite. That's, mm-hmm. and that's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. All right. Well, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So let's start with um, our favorite moments. From the past 365 days of the past year. Um, And when we reveal our moment, uh, we'll 
We'll also include in the episode when we cut this together uh, the little clip from from that episode. So with that, Sarah, what was your favorite moment <laughs> from the past year? I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> there's so many that you could choose from. Indeed, there are over 50 hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite things about this journey that we've been on together is that discussing movies uh, reveals so much about the other person that you would never learn about otherwise. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, one of my favorite things that we discovered in this last year is that Jen, you love the mafia and you love <laughs> movies about organized crime. And so in our Godfather episode. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you chose this one. I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, I'm so glad we got to talk about that movie together. That was special. <laughs> so in, in that episode, you talk for a couple of minutes oh, about no. why you just love the mob movies so much. And so that is my favorite moment of the wow. last year is you talking about how you love mob movies. <laughs> I feel so seen right now. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will listen to that clip and we will also uh, include it in here. Now he's just uh, a mafia Don and just killing people willy nilly. It's, it's great. <laughs> It just, it cracks me up how much you love mafia movies. Like, oh, I no. never would have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> and it's, it just pleases me. So I just, we need to review all the mafia movies because the, the juxtaposition of you loving a mafia movie <laughs> is excellent. I really do. Like, organized crime movies. <laughs> I just have a soft spot for them. And the mafia movies, a very soft spot for them. But I, I was thinking about this, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, which is that there are these principles that are inherently good that are just used in uh, for non-great purposes in the context of a mafia. Things like the cool-headedness, the discipline, um, against carelessness, the protection of family, the loyalty, um, you know, like the strategic thinking that they need to do to protect their territory and the lack of ability they have to make any kind of mistakes. Um, all of that is just, it's so woven into it. And of course it's all used for, for evil things, but um, I think those are all values and traits that we celebrate and uh admire in in people in general and our and our even in our, our heroes you know in other movies that are our more traditional heroes and i'm just fascinated by the way that can all be used <laughs> for these things that we know are wrong and yet we could root for mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm i mean i'm a sucker for like a a wow yeah i really went off there <laughs> really you popped did. off you did. And it was it was most excellent. <laughs> My uh emphasis on very soft spot for the mafia. Just, I'm like, wow, I'm concerned for myself, but it's okay. It's I'm speaking my truth, you know? What can we do? 
Yeah. In that same episode, you talk about like Michael's journey and you, you compare his journey to a butterfly emerging from the cocoon. Ah, and it's just so funny to me that you, you're such like a kind human being and you care for others and you love organized crime films. It's just a wonderful combination to exist in one human. And it's, oh, it's literally man. perfect. <laughs> you know, I keep, I, I noticed too that I kept caveating like, all these things are great, but they're used for your purposes, and we cannot condone those. But also, you know, and it's <laughs> the world is full of contradictions, I suppose. Oh, man. All right. Well, my favorite moment from the past year was from episode 132. It was one of the movies that we watched for the Oscars, and it was in another round. And it was the moment when we were talking about the ending scene uh, with Mads Mikkelsen's dance. And, (laughs) well, first of all, you gushed about how you loved all his moves and it was just so great. And you love seeing Mads Mikkelsen just being whimsical. Um, But what I really loved about that moment was when you talked about the grief and joy that was so encompassed in that final ending scene and him dancing as a way to honor um, his friend who took his own life, Tommy. And I just, I, I love that moment because uh, you shared this other perspective that I hadn't considered at all. And it was far more nuanced and complex than I had read in that scene. And your, I think your ability to see both these contradicting emotions, but that they can be held together and that there are these complex shades that um, our emotions often take was really, really wonderful. So it was one of those moments where, you know, when you get into a good conversation with someone, there's a moment where they say something, it's just illuminating. Um, That was a moment for me. And I, I still remember that even many, many, many months later. So that was my moment. And we will include that next address them but I'm curious your take on the ending scenes and kind of this film's thesis yeah that's that's a good a good question um I think I think for me so I I didn't expect to like this movie as much as I did um because I stopped drinking four years ago Um, And I don't plan on ever drinking again. It's a problem in my family and I'm not going to follow in that path. So like as a person who is sober, um, I didn't expect to, to enjoy this, especially like seeing people get like completely wasted. Um, You know, like I felt uncomfortable during those scenes. Um, But the ending really didn't affect me as much as like, when they were heavy drinking in the middle of the film. Um, I think what I was more bothered by was the, was the text with his wife. I wish that the, he would have omitted that. And then I think that I, I would have enjoyed the ending maybe a little bit more because then there still would have been um, a loose end. Um, I think for me, like I, I just loved the Mads Mikkelsen dance scene. I was just <laughs> you were charmed. For it. I was like, this is wonderful. Plus, like, they had laid the groundwork so intentionally throughout the film. So, like, that was such a big payoff. 
and something Mm -hmm. that they had been like hammering into us that he is a dancer. Um, So like that was just a lovely little payoff. And to me, that end scene wasn't necessarily a celebration of alcohol. For me, it was more of a, um, a mixing of, of joy and grief at the same time. And as like a way almost for him to like honor his friend, because it was Tommy was the one who was like goading him the whole time, like, hey, dance. Hey, look at me. I'm dancing. Come dance. So it just seemed like a way to honor his friend. And like, because the moves, at least to me, I read them as sorrowful. I didn't read them as happy. So even though like all the kids were celebrating, um, I saw Mads Mikkelsen's actions as more mm. of grief and honor, even though around him was a celebration. Does that make sense? And that could just yeah. be me. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think uh, reading it. Yeah, so I just, I loved that moment. I, I, that part of our conversation, I just kept thinking about afterwards, after our conversation ended and even months later, just, I hear, I, I just remember hearing your words and a light bulb going off in my head and I, I, it was a pretty, pretty special moment. So I I loved that. That's so funny. I honestly didn't even remember (laughs) that. (laughs) until you started talking about it and I was like oh yeah yeah he did dance at the end and oh yeah it was a really sad dance which just Mm -hmm. I am amazed at our ability to like number one dancers ability to communicate an emotion with just how they move like if I'm remembering correctly that was just Mad's doing what he was going to do. I I could be remembering incorrectly, but I don't think that that was choreographed. I think he just Mm -hmm. went for it, if I'm remembering correctly. And so just the ability for movement to communicate an emotion, and then also like our ability as humans to be able to extract those emotions from another being Mm -hmm. is just incredible to me. Yeah. Yeah. And the the way that both in the story of the movie, um, what that moment means, and then also just the meta context of Thomas Vinterberg losing his daughter yes. and still carrying forward with this movie, it's just like there's so much weight in all of that. And you, in that moment, really dug out all of those pieces and laid them out in a really, really neat way. And yeah, it's there's so much complexity and it's not black and white. It's not purely one emotion or the other. There's so much mixed into all of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the moral of Inside Out. Yes. She has the little orb and it's yellow and blue. Mm-hmm. And that's what life is. It's yep. just a little mixed orb. Yeah, exactly. And so like this is something that you mentioned earlier, but that's one of the really magical things that you and I both love about talking about films and movies and characters and their stories is we're able to, one, unpack all of these types of topics that we normally might not ever get to in a normal conversation, um, but also we learn so much about another and just how they see the world that might look so different from ours and they read might read a scene differently or... Um, interpret something vastly different than we did. And it's 
there's a lot of empathy that's built and connection that's built from just sharing and unpacking those in conversation. So, yeah. Gosh, it's just, it's why we do it, you know? Why we do it. These films Mm -hmm. really do shape our lives and unpacking it helps us understand not only the world that we live in, but each other better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, here we are. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So then we'll talk about our favorite episode, which is like an all around category. Just what was an episode that you absolutely loved from the past year? So there's a lot to choose from and there's a lot of really good episodes. And so I was thinking about a lot of them. I was thinking about like the the deep conversations that we've had about so many different topics and how, you know, we've had friends come on and they've shared um, about their own lives and their own experiences. And it's just been so good, so incredible. But I decided that I wasn't going to go like the deep route. I was going to go the humorous route. And so there is an episode that... After we recorded it, I mean, for weeks, I would just randomly laugh at things that we (laughs) talked about during that episode. And it's just brought me so much joy. And that episode is our review of A Quiet Place 2 with Brandon. Wow. (laughs) I have thought about... I did not expect that one. Right? But I have thought about that magical baby so many times, and it's just made me laugh. And we talked about so many ridiculous things in that episode. Like, I went back... Exactly. (laughs) Like, I, I listened to it again to prepare for this, and I laughed for so much of the episode. And it was just hilarious, because, like, in the beginning... Brandon was really like he was making in-depth, intelligent points about mm-hmm. the film. But by the end of the episode, we got him full on board with our foolishness, just saying <laughs> stupid stuff about the movie. And that was just an excellent progression to listen to. So yep. I had a great time with A Quiet Place 2 and The Magic Baby Magic and the baby. Harry Potter references. And it was <laughs> just great. Our Hunger Games theory, yes, to happen. Yeah, yes. three. Yep. yep, monsters driving boats. You know, <laughs> Emmett's mood lighting in the bunker. It's mood lighting you know? is really setting the ambiance. Yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, that was a good one. We had a good time. <laughs> we really episode, did. Also, our best episodes always fly by. You know, like yes. we're just talking, 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 and then it's already been an hour, and we're like, oh, I guess we should probably end our foolishness now. <laughs> Let the people go back to their lives, to whatever they were doing pre-episode. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh, mm-hmm. I did not expect that one. Yeah, it was it was pretty surprising. But, you know, I figured we'll, we'll go for levity this time instead of seriousness. I like it. Because like <laughs> I went a different direction. So. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> that good. ours would be very different than each other. Indeed. We have the variety today. <laughs> I love um, it. Well, my first thought when I was scrolling through is, can I just put the entire month of April when we reviewed all the Oscar <laughs> movies like right? twice a week yeah, as my favorite great. episode? Because I think I will remember that just month of our lives so fondly, you know, 10 years from now and be like, we went nuts. We just like dove into the deep end of the Oscar nominated movies and it was such a thrill. 
And I think also part of the anticipation of um, the buzz around which were nominated, which what the chances were. Like it was just such a fun time, um, and a in a year and a season of our lives that uh, we weren't really able to go out and do a lot. And it was it was just such a source of joy. So I look back so fondly on the Oscar season. Um, but ultimately, when I thought about my favorite episode, this episode just stuck out to me. And I didn't know why. I, you know, went through diligently through the rest of the episodes to see if there were other options, but this one just kept sticking with me. And it was our episode on soul. And Ooh. there's a specific, I think it's the second half of the episode, where we got into this really wonderful conversation around these larger questions in life and things like purpose and death and life and how we process grief and what this movie can mean for younger kids who are trying to understand that and the way that our understanding of, you know, the fragility of our life will help us actually prioritize our life and the people that we love and our passions more fully um, when we are aware of all of that. And we just, we got into just this wonderful conversation that, you know, you and I always talk about all kinds of things and their foolishness and all their, all, we also talk about a lot of bigger topics, but I think this was just like the perfect representation of the way that films are able to draw that out of us and serve as just a conversation starter. But really, we got into so many things and so many topics that weren't even related to the movie, but that the movie prompted and got us to begin to think about and examine. So I just, I loved that conversation. It stood out to me. And I was like, you know what? There's a reason this was my first gut instinct, first impression for my favorite episode. So that's a, that's a great choice. And I do love that movies allow us to do that. You know, it's the, the movies themselves are a thing that can be talked about, but the best is when, like you said, like that is just a launching off point and we can talk about whatever else it leads us to. And that's a really good choice. Man, who yeah. knew that a that an animated film could lead to such in-depth conversations like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, about little blue orbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That was fascinating. And um it was it was a wonderful, wonderful conversation that we got into. I love that. There's nothing more satisfying than a really good conversation with somebody mm-hmm. that you you treasure, you know? So yeah. I love it. It was a good choice. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so we, we had the full spectrum. We we really <laughs> did. We got it all in. I We did. We did we did a great job. Go us. Mm-hmm. Yep. There were there were some uh great moments great episodes that I when I was scrolling through I just I just stopped and paused by um holiday really stuck yes. out to me you know <laughs> yep that was my my runner-up for favorite moment was oh yeah in holiday well there are a few things in holiday that I really loved as I was listening back through the episode but one of them was you had an alternate summary for the film and oh. it was how do I sue for emotional damages? And that just feels so right. Because Indeed. after re-listening to our episode and reliving 
the trauma that is holiday. Oh, no. I would also like to sue for emotional damages. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to relive that. My goodness. But I mean, yeah. our episode was hilarious because we ranted about a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were many soapboxes. There, yes. There were. A large collection of them. Indeed. Yeah, there were some really great ones. Um, one of my other runner-ups for uh, favorite moment was actually also A Quiet Place, but the first one and the conversation we had with Sid. Mm-hmm. And the moment when she talks about the way that she saw the ending scene as a picture of um, faith and sacrifice and, mm. you know, God sacrificing himself. And she saw the gospel tones in that. That was really cool. Um, I really loved that moment. So that was my runner up for favorite moment. Again, very, very different takes on what our <laughs> <Right>. favorites are. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I remember how excited you were about Mank. <gasps> oh, you know, it's that just was so a good. milestone moment, really kicked off the Oscar season. Yes. And yeah. I mean, in that same time, we had Mank, we had Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was yeah. a phenomenal conversation with Carisha. And then we also reviewed One Night in Miami, also a phenomenal conversation, yeah. also with Carisha. So, so good. there were just so many in that time frame, too. That I was like, yep. I can't, I can't pick. I have too many favorites. You're all mm-hmm. my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, that was so good. Let us not also forget about um, From Russia with Love, in which we oh, talked goodness. about the the uh, super strength thighs of whatever Russian woman was in that movie. Oh, I forgot Iconic about that. Iconic moment. <laughs> oh. Yep. Oh, man. That was, that was, that was memorable. That? And then there's I'm thinking of many things, which I just I was like, Sarah, tell me why you love this movie. I need I need to understand. <laughs> oh man. I still I still think about like when they were driving in the car and it's just oh, melancholy and gray. And that's just my favorite that's your vibe. I yeah. just man. That, Soak in that. <laughs> I, I love that. Like the dreary weather, the sad music. Like that makes me so happy mm-hmm. inside, <laughs> which I know is a contradiction, but it is what it is. Oh, the movie was so weird, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. You really did. I did. Yep. I don't know that I'd watch it again, but I really enjoyed it the two times that I watched it last year. Yeah. It's a, it's a mood. Maybe on like a really stormy day just soaking in that again I don't know you got you got to be ready for the emotions of that movie yeah I also think it was just part of it was when it came out too I think October like mid-October yeah and we had been in 2020 (laughs) exactly we'd been in this like weird ass pandemic situation for so long and it was Mm -hmm. like you know what we're gonna dive into something that is just as weird as our current experience And there was just something nice about that. Yep. (laughs) Oddly comforting. Yeah. 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 I also thought about uh, our review of The Social Dilemma and our our conversations about like humane design and that whole world were just so fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a good conversation. That will be relevant like 10 years from now still. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we might have to do a, a revisit on that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was also cool to – I listened to a little bit of our 
100th episode, which was also like our birthday episode was kind of woven into um, that same episode where we talked about our favorite moment and our uh, favorite episodes. And it just, it's crazy how long ago that feels uh, when we mm-hmm. were recording that. That was only yeah. a year ago, but we were talking about movies like Just Mercy and The Farewell in that episode. Mm. And wow. Doesn't that feel like ages ago? It really does. <laughs> it feels like so long. What is time? It, I mean, come on. Time has lost all meaning. Yes. It indeed. really has. It's all, so. just, it's all just one day. One yeah. very exciting and eventful day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we didn't have these different episode numbers to differentiate, it would just <laughs> right. all blend together. We have no concept of time. We only have the passage of uh, the increments of the episode counters. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, you just, you do what works. And so mm-hmm. this works for us. So here we are. Indeed. Indeed. We're at over 150, man. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever think that we'd get to 150? I just remember when we hit triple digits. That was a, that was a moment. That was a milestone. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a number. That's a, that's a big number. Yeah. 150. Hmm. I never thought that we'd make it to 100, let alone 150. So here we are, just surprising Sarah, which is great. (laughs) It's the best. (laughs) Yep. And we have a whole year ahead of us. We do. With some good movies coming up, too. Mm -hmm. Like 2021 is going to hopefully finish very strong with movies. So I'm quite excited for what's to come. And hopefully when we record this episode again in a year um, on our birthday, things will look a little bit different than it does today as far as the state of the world. I sure hope so. But even if it doesn't, we're still going to be here. (laughs) So (laughs) still reviewing movies. Most definitely. I mean, 2020, we got some really great movies last year during the pandemic. And so... No matter what happens, so too. yeah, we're still going to get some some good movies and have even better conversations. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. that's something hopeful to look forward to. More foolishness. And more foolishness. More magic babies. More ridiculous movie, uh, <laughs> you know, connections that nobody else would think of. Right. Right. Man. Yeah. It's good stuff to look Lots forward to. to. Come. Lots more to come. <laughs> well... I guess we wanted to thank all of y'all for being along for this journey with us. Um, This has been such a source of joy for us, and we hope that there is something in all of your lives that is bringing that same little moments of whimsy that you can be excited about and look forward to. This has certainly been been ours. With that, shall we wrap up and uh, officially start our third year of life? (laughs) Is it... Is it starting oh, I guess our, our, our third or is it starting our fourth? I never know. It's I guess we're starting our fourth year of life. Yeah. We're we starting our, our fourth. Third. So we're yeah, we're we're turning the page. We're closing the chapter mm-hmm. on year three. Yes. And starting the this chapter right. of year four. Which is yes. crazy because now Sui is in preschool. Oh my know? gosh. I have to tell you, I looked up what developmentally kids are able to do when they're three. <laughs> just curious. Um, apparently they are ready to be potty trained. So this is a great moment for us, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. This is a milestone. We yep. can <laughs> we can graduate from diapers. <laughs> yep. I oh, uh, I taught three and four year olds for oh, a while. No. So yep. I I know exactly what these threes and fours are like, but it's okay. Sweet is going to be lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe get a little wild every once in a while because that's what four year olds do. But four year olds do. We're gonna have fun while doing it. Going to pre K. <laughs> we sure <laughs> are. We're gonna get some of those little kid scissors. Learn how oh, to yeah. cut paper and practice our fine motor skills. It's exciting stuff. We should probably retire this metaphor though. <laughs> It's okay. It's fun for now. Sweet turns three. Sweet turns three. It rhymes. Exactly. It's, it's a good time. It's a good year when it rhymes. Okay. Well, this is our side to end the episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Strategic Whimsy Experiment and just for being with us along this journey for uh, now three years. We're excited for what's to come. As always, this podcast is fueled by our passion for stories and connection and is something we continue to do each week solely because we love it. This is our strategic whimsy experiment, and we encourage you to find a way to infuse a little whimsy into your day. You can subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you tune into your favorite shows. Drop us a review, letting us know your thoughts about the podcast um, and the types of movies that we've been talking about. You can connect with us on Instagram at Strategic Whimsy Experiment, on Twitter at Strategic Whimsy, or you can email us at Strategic Whimsy Experiment at gmail.com. As always, we'll be back very soon to discuss a new film. We hope you have an amazing week and we'll see you very, very soon.